O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Speaking of early... Good morning! Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. They're all completely gassed! They've given it everything on the global bucket! Here comes Diggins! Here comes Diggins! Diggins making the play around Sweden! Jesse Diggins to the line! Yes! And it is Jesse Diggins! So, uh, how did it go today? Pretty, 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 pretty good. Just when I thought I was out, pull me back in. It's time for the Mickey Plyler Show, here on The Roar. In basketball beats Florida State 74-63. Baseball takes two out of three from Kennesaw State. Softball goes four and zero on the weekend. And James Coley leaving a brief stint at South Carolina to head back to Georgia. A busy Monday show, so let's go. Sports fans, glad to have you with us for the Monday edition of the Mickey Plyler Show. Monday, February 26, 2024. Hope all is well. Looking forward to a great show today. A lot to do today. Dr. Steve Martin's going to join us. We'll talk some more sports medicine. We're presented by our good folks over at Arthrex. Looking forward to uh, talking to Dr. Martin. And uh, I've got an interesting question about him, about a recent injury we just saw in sports. We'll get that at 725. Uh, a lot to do as far as college basketball, college baseball, college football, some PGA tours, some NASCAR, some softball, some lacrosse, some gymnastics, some um, just a little bit of everything. Maybe a little uh, uh, sprinkling in something that, that we hadn't really thought about yet, even though I think I've got it completely covered on today's show. With uh, that said, the producer of every single Monday show, Mr. Will Clinton. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing quite well. Awesome. It's good to be here. It's good to see you so bright and early on a, well, not a beautiful, but a pretty good Monday. I think it's going to be pretty good. Um, for, so today, 72. Now for fishermen and for golfers, winds going to be blowing 15 miles an hour. It's kind of tough. But 72, sunny, we'll take it. Uh, maybe some rain tomorrow at 65. 73 on Wednesday. And then a couple of cold fronts. And then outside of that, buddy, after Friday, we've got like ten straight days in the in the mid to high sixties. We do. It's uh, you know I'm the, the most shocking thing I'll hear all day is that it's going to be in the seventies later today because thirty four degrees waking up that was yeah um, I was not yeah, expecting that. Yeah, that hit you in the face just a, a little bit there. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna climb in. We're gonna climb. And it's gonna be nice. The hard part until daylight saving times hit, which is next week. It takes so long to get up to that, and then, you know, by the time it gets up to that, you only got like an hour or two before it starts declining, and then you, you got to go to bed. I mean, the, the sun goes down so early, and you're in bed earlier. Anyway, you were in bed early last night. That was good. I did. It was fantastic. Nice to do that. Nice to cozy on in throughout. My son, I got a quick story for you. So, took my son to baseball last Tuesday. He loved it. Uh, to the point where... I said, all right, well, if you want to do it, you want to do it this weekend, go to football and ba- I mean, uh, go to uh, baseball and, and basketball. Yeah, Dad, let's do it. Friday night baseball with him. Took the whole family to baseball on Saturday and took Drake to uh, ba- uh, baseball, I mean, to basketball Saturday night. And so <clears throat> it's a long day, you know, pretty long weekend as far as that goes for a five-year-old. We're on the way home, and I said, it, it was like – because he, he had to stay to the very end. It takes a while to walk the car with a five-year-old, you know, and go, so – 
get stuck in a little bit of traffic. Only live two miles from the from the Coliseum. Actually, the Coliseum about two point one or two point two miles. <laughs> anyway, and in between there, let me see. We've got uh, that'd be one, two, three. We got four stoplights. Uh, we're at the first stoplight, and I went, Drake. It's ten thirty, buddy. I said, this might be the latest you've ever been up. He says, Dad, and the crazy thing is, I'm not even tired. Well, first he hits me with this. We're sitting in the stands. It's about three minutes to go in the game. And, and basketball, right? And he says, hey, Dad, really like this bro time the last couple of days. Really enjoying bro time. And then, and then I knew it was going somewhere. He goes, uh, you know what make bro time even better? One of he goes, I know we got ice cream at home, but, man, it's just better stopping and getting ice cream somewhere on the way home. I was like, well, let's see what traffic looks like. No one knew. So, anyway. First stop of light, <coughs> or, or leaving the parking lot. Drake, 10.30, man. You had not been up this late before. Yeah, Dad. And the crazy thing is I'm not even that tired. We make it past that, up that next stoplight. Dad, I, I am kind of tired. At the third stoplight, out like a light. <laughs> like a light, man. But with that said, now Friday night's baseball game was, uh, you know, that wasn't good. That was a long night. Oh, yeah. God. I, I'm not sure I've seen Clemson get beaten baseball like that before. But then, great comeback win on Saturday, and then the basketball game was fantastic. So we had a great weekend, man. Got my, my daughter, who slept through some of it. She, you know, five-month-old baseball. It was a beautiful day, though. And, uh, but, you know, she was up and around. She didn't like the loud noises quite yet. Probably a little early for her, but it's nice to get the family out there. It was good, man. Great weekend. How's your weekend? A, a good weekend. Solid. It's been Saturday um, here. While you and Drake were having your bro time, I was uh, right. having my uh, solo bro time. <laughs> right, you and you and Will <laughs> making everything Mr. work Clinton on the radio. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, but hey, that was um, that was a good Saturday to to listen to sports, especially in the club scenario. I'll tell you that much. That was um, a great comeback win on Saturday for the yeah. baseball team. Needed that and one bad. And we just uh, we took control on Saturday night and just never let it go. It was um, that was very very good to see. So great weekend for softball, great weekend for lacrosse, great weekend for gymnastics, uh, indoor track. Women finished second, men finished fourth. Pretty good there. And so we're getting all that coming up uh, in today's segment. What's what's going on in segment two today? Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about the um, how people see the ACC outside of the conference in terms of the upcoming March Madness NCAA basketball tournament. All right. <laughs> Let's do it. Interestingly enough about that, talk about Clemson basketball first, the Tigers uh, beat Florida State Saturday night. In this one, it was – well, Florida State's limited offensively. We kind of knew that going in. Um, I mean, they're still long. They're still athletic. But Bobby Miller's not what we thought he was going to be. Now, Jameer Watkins is a really good player. Outside of that, they have no – let me repeat this. They have no offensive threats. If Watkins doesn't score, and if Miller is not, I don't know. I, I just expected more from Miller in, in, in his um, in his development there. But they don't have anything else. And they shot 36% from the field, 21% from three. They can't shoot a three at all. The Tigers got great backcourt play. Gerard had 24. Chase Hunter had 16. And it was a great performance by R.J. Godfrey, a career high in the ACC game of 12 points, all because P.J. Hall only played 16 minutes. Hall got in foul trouble early and didn't play a whole lot. Tigers 10-point halftime lead, built on that 11-point win. Points in the paint even. Points off turnovers, Florida State won out by four, but, but uh, Clemson's bench outscored Florida State by five. Uh, the Tigers out-rebounded Florida State – uh, Clemson shot 44% from the field, 27% from three. Shot it really well from the, from the free throw line. Made 24 free throws in the game. You want to make more free throws than your opponent shoots. Clemson did that. Florida State shot 15. I'm Clemson made 34 of those. And include Gerard's 10 for 10 from the line, which is awful nice to see. A really good win. I thought defensively was one of their <clears throat> three or four best games of the year, maybe. So, great news there. Now, Tigers move to... Uh, 19 and 8 on the season. They improved to 9 and 7 in the league. They have Pittsburgh at home on Tuesday. The Tigers get uh, go to Notre Dame on Saturday. 
Um, uh, uh, looking at the ACC standings now, I'm, I'm going to keep pushing this. Cause I think this is ultra important. Everybody else is looking at net ratings. I'm looking at ACC standings because I want to get that double buy. Wake Forest got the huge win over Duke that hurt Clemson on Saturday. Uh, Wake Forest wins. We'll tell you more about the ACC and some of that stuff coming up. But the Demon Deacons are now one game ahead, only a half game behind Virginia for the third spot. But one game ahead, Clemson, Pittsburgh, uh, and NC State. So, again, much like the Clemson-NC State game, much like the Clemson-Florida State game, much like the Clemson and um, uh, upcoming Wake Forest game, got a big one this week, Tuesday at home against Pittsburgh. They're currently tied at 9-7 and seven, along with NC State. So Clemson needs to, to uh, win at home against Pittsburgh. They already have one win at home against them. So if the tie, I mean, on the road against them. So the tiebreaker will go to Clemson in case that comes down. And then it looks like to me that that Wake Forest and Clemson game looming large later in the year. Good news is Notre Dame's is 5-11, and 11, not playing very well. Rest of college basketball from the weekend – uh, the Gamecocks got a good win against Ole Miss on Saturday, 72-59 down in Oxford. Ole Miss struggling out just 6-8 and eight in the league. Carolina moved, South Carolina moved to 10-4 and four, uh, in the ACC. And I told you that was a nice win, Wake Forest, 83-79 win against Duke. Kyle Filipowski, the hurt as Duke fans stormed the court. And the days of storming the court are going to be over pretty soon, it looks like to me. Number one-ranked UConn beat Villanova. Second-ranked Houston beat Baylor. What's crazy is <coughs> – Houston beat Baylor, who's 11th in the country, and their net fell because of Houston's other opponents earlier in the season getting beat. Net rankings, man, net rankings. Uh, Arizona, uh, fourth-ranked Arizona down. Uh, Washington, fifth-ranked Tennessee destroyed Buzz in Texas A&M. Uh, Iowa State beat West Virginia, sixth-ranked Iowa State going there. Ninth-ranked to Kansas down. Texas, 10th-ranked North Carolina went to, to Virginia, held to Virginia to 16 points in the first half. It's hard watching Virginia basketball. Uh, Illinois, 12th ranked Illinois over Iowa. 17th ranked Kentucky playing much better. 117 to 95 in regulation over 13th ranked Alabama. It's like an NBA score, NBA defense going on. Auburn went to Georgia and thrashed the Bulldogs. St. Mary's down San Diego. San Diego State beat Fresno State. Uh, Washington State's not going to be in the top 25 long. 21st, and they got beat uh, by Arizona State. Other games of interest. Uh, Florida did beat Vanderbilt. In the SEC, uh, ACC action from the weekend outside of that Duke lost uh, at, at Wake Forest and the North Carolina lost their Syracuse beat Notre Dame. NC State down Boston College to move to 9-7 and seven in the league. Georgia Tech went to Miami. What, what in the world happened to Miami? 80-76. Uh, Miami's fallen completely apart. Pittsburgh beat Virginia Tech to stay at 9-7 and seven there. With that said, <laughs> later in the show, we'll talk about that Clemson baseball weekend. Tigers lost 18-1 on Friday. Came back and went 8-6 on Saturday and 7-2 on Sunday. They improved to 6-1. Clemson with USC Upstate on Tuesday and uh, South Carolina uh, this weekend. The Gamecocks took two out of three from Belmont. Uh, lost Saturday's game, won Friday and Sunday's game. They've got Garner Webb on Tuesday and then Clemson, obviously, this weekend. Uh, PG, oh, I've got all the, the baseball. I'll tell you about that later from the ACC and the SEC. Baseball. Smooth-swinging Jake Knapp, former UCLA star, wins on the PGA Tour down in Mexico. Clemson softball beats Ole Miss twice, beats UConn, beats Miami of Ohio. They uh, went 4-0 over the weekend, now head down to Athens Wednesday and then get NC State at home this weekend over at McCorder Stadium. Lacrosse, Clemson Cross goes to Duke and gets a win. Gymnastics beats North Carolina at home. Uh, Daniel Suarez wins a photo finish uh, in NASCAR this weekend. As I told you earlier, Clemson women's indoor track, second in the ACC, men's fourth in the ACC. Outside of that, Will Clinton, not a whole lot going on in the sports world. I like that weekend because there was no Super Bowl, but there's a lot of little, not little, there's a lot of, there's a variety of sporting events. How about that? Variety of sporting events, including I'll give you all the ACC and SEC baseball stuff coming up a little bit later on. A, uh, a lot to do. Looking forward to it. Hey, my great friends over at Prime Lending and PrimeLendingSC.com, they are um, unbelievable. They are amazing. They they uh, have made my last two mortgages that I signed, maybe the last two I'll ever sign, um, incredible. And we just thank them so much for 
streamlining the process and making this thing easy, greasy, lemon squeezy. So with that said, do the best rates, the best people, customer service is going to be amazing. Remodeling your home right now. If you're buying a house right now, the place to do it is our great friends over at Prime Liddy. Mark Hawkins and his great team can be found. Easy to have them right here in the upstate of South Carolina. There's a Prime Lending office wherever wherever you are, but certainly check them out here in the upstate, primelendingsc.com. We'll take a short break. We'll come back. We'll get segment two with Will Clanton right after this. Samuel Property Group is locally owned, proud to be part of the upstate community and putting their money where their mouth is. If you know someone moving a loved one into assisted living and struggling to sell their outdated home, or maybe you have a friend with a property wrapped up in probate, what about a vacant, dilapidated home in your neighborhood that needs sprucing up? Make a referral that turns into a deal, and when they close, you get a $1,000 referral fee. It's that easy. SamuelPropertyGroup.com. That's SamuelPropertyGroup.com. Sitting here again today with our good friend, Gary Mahaffey of Insurance for Seniors and Disabled. Listener asks, Walt, I think that I read in my Medicare and you book that I have another shot at changing plans in the January to March period if I have a Medicare Advantage plan already. Ask Gary for me. Good catch, listener. You would qualify if you have a Medicare Advantage plan already in effect. Additionally, there are other special election periods that you may qualify for, and you do not need to wait until next year to use them. I recommend that you call me today at 864-307-8484 and let's discuss your individual circumstance. There you go, listener. Give Gary a call today at 864-307-8484. And remember, Gary represents seven of the largest Medicare insurance companies and approximately 125 plans. In the unlikely event that you would want another company's plan, Gary will shepherd you through SHIP or Medicare to accomplish that goal. One of the best things about Clemson is the family atmosphere, and that's what we strive to offer at Harrison's. When my parents started Harrison's over 25 years ago, they weren't thinking about how fast they could grow. They focused on providing hardworking folks excellent customer service and the best workwear and work boots. And now we have grown, but our focus hasn't changed. And whether you're visiting a Harrison's store for the first time or the hundredth time, we want you to feel like family. Come see us in Spartanburg and Malden or visit harrisonsusa.com. New year, new you. I know you've been thinking about it because I was there too. I thought about it many years. And then I did it, dropped big pounds, and never looked back. Look, any time's a good time to start something good and something new. But now, with the holidays in the rearview mirror, now's the time to start PhD. If dropping weight's on your mind, just for a second, forget exercise. We know it's great for a million reasons. But instead, call PhD because it starts in the kitchen. Drop that weight. Keep it off for life. Now's the time. Go to the website, myphdweightloss.com. Royal Flush Toilet Rentals. If you want to potty like a rock star, you can with us. At Royal Flush Toilet Rentals, we offer construction porta potty rentals, septic tank pumping, and luxury toilet trailers. Call 864-238-8800. We have two-stall, three-stall, and four-stall trailers for your corporate events, wedding parties, and special occasions. Call 864-238-8800. Royal Flush Toilet Rentals. Everlon Clemson offers independent living options like you've never seen before for adults 55 and older. Alleviate the burden of living at home with chef-prepared meals, transportation services, a fitness room, walking proximity to Patrick Square, and much more. No more cooking, cleaning, or upkeep of a traditional home. Luxury independent living that's all-inclusive with no long-term commitments. Now is your time to thrive with Everlon. Call today for a free tour, 864-760-8968 and online at everlonliving.com. I'm Rick Davis with the Davis Law Group. I was born and raised in Greenville, attended Clemson University and graduated in 1981. I've had the pleasure and the honor of assisting people in the upstate who may have been injured on the job or in a car wreck or through some other hazardous condition and cherish the many relationships and friendships that I've had with the clients over the years. What we do as we try to help the client find a path forward. Contact us at davis.law. We'll be glad to talk to you and see how we can help. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. 105.5 105.5 and 97.5. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. 
Welcome back. Glad to have you with us. Great friends of Upcountry Fiber for stronger connections. Upcountryfiber.com. They do an amazing job. They'd love to help you out. When it comes to Upcountry Fiber, it is a high-speed fiber optic internet, the very best you can get there. And you can love dealing with these people. You know, some people have nightmares about their uh, the, the big companies, those major corporation companies, and you feel like, man, there's no way in the world that they care anything about you and their customer service is an absolute joke. That That's not going to be the case. You get a whole different experience with Upcountry Fiber. Check them out. Get the phone systems. Get the te- high-definition de- uh, high television. Get that high-speed fiber optic internet. So great friends over at uh, Upcountry Fiber for Strong Connection, Spartanburg, Greenville, Anderson, Pickens, Oconee County. It's upcountryfiber.com. Segment two with Mr. Will Clinton. One of the items that we haven't really had a chance to talk about, at least on Monday and Tuesday, the last um, two months, two and a half months of this show, the perception of the ACC. Um, This is something that has been very interesting to watch as, I guess, someone who is a fan of an ACC team. I'm, you know, I don't, we don't cheer for our conference overall unless. It affects us directly. This is one of those things. Obviously, Clemson got hit last year not being able to make the NCAA tournament. Not necessarily because of the perception of the ACC. I don't like to think that last year was a byproduct of that. But this year, just because Clemson's on, I guess, the positive side of the net rankings, we're we're still seeing teams in this league be devalued simply because they're in the ACC. At least that's what it seems like from afar. The Big 12 is this just mammoth conference, and we've seen this for the last two or three years now maybe, where if you're in the Big 12, you don't even have to have a winning record in that league. You're getting in the tournament. Their net rankings overall, it's it, it's impressive, and I want to know how they do it moving forward because it seems like they are just... They've rigged the system, but Steve uh, Steve Forbes, head coach of Wake Forest. Obviously, I'm surprised he had time to talk about this in the last couple days. I'm sure we'll get into the other item that everyone wants to ask him about uh, and anyone related to the Wake Forest program. But he had some comments on the ACC's perception, and I think it's really interesting. I'm going to play those comments for you real quick. Uh-huh. But I'm not an expert in that. <laughs> And, 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 you know, I'll say it again. Joe Lenardi has made a living predicting the NCAA tournament. He's made a career out of it. Good for him. I'm not mad at him. I, it's not like I don't like him. I don't even know him. I've never even had a conversation with him. The issue that I had was a comment that he made a year ago when he sp- explicitly said that Moses Wright, Alondis Williams, and um, uh, Wong, Isaiah Wong were – the last three players of the year compared to Zion and um, who else was it? Bagley and Brogdon. And I'm like, and then he said, basically, I'd, I'd, if, if we're going to complain, we just got to get back to having the best players. I just didn't think that was right. And that was really wrong. First of all, it's disrespectful to those three kids because being a player of the year, I didn't realize that was a prerequisite to having a great league or having a, having a tur- tournament resume or getting a seed. And quite frankly, he, 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 he neglected to say when Moses Wright got uh, player of the year, he led his team to the AC championship, tournament championship, got COVID, didn't get a play in the tournament. But the number four pick in the draft in our league was Scotty Barnes. Okay, now you go the next year, he's, he's going to say that about Londis? When Paolo Bancaro was the number one pick in the draft. We had three first-team NBA picks that made second-team all-ACC. Wesley. LaRavia for us, and Wendell Moore. Then we had a third-team All-ACC player, Mark Williams, who was a first-round pick, and we had another ACC player that didn't even make All-League that was a first-round pick, A.J. Griffin. We had two teams playing in the Final Four, one team playing in the Elite Eight, and one team play for the National Championship. That's not a down league. And that was a disrespectful thing to say. And to say it about Wong, this guy led his team to the Final Four and was a second-round pick. Malcolm Brogdon was a second-round pick. He didn't lead his team to the Final Four. So I, I, I was upset about that, not about bracketology. I just kind of kept it in for a while. But I'm not. Understandably, Wake Forest, 
as the number four team in the league right now in the ACC. This was this was tough for me watching this game during our baseball game simultaneously yeah. because I hate Duke. Right. It's hard to pull for Duke, but you had to pull for Duke. You had to pull for Duke. <clears throat> if you're if you're rooting for a better possibility of a higher seed, Duke wins that game. It makes Clemson's way into that double bye, that number four ACC Dude. slot, a lot easier. I found myself still cheering for Wake Forest. I know. It, you can't even do it. It's like it feels so weird to do it. <laughs> but, but with that being said, Wake Forest, as the again, in the same position that Clemson was last year, the number four projected seed in the ACC tournament on the outside of bracketology looking in. And uh, to explain a little bit of, about uh, Coach Forbes' comments there, um, there was a graphic that was put up, um, I believe this was this was on Thursday of last week. Um, the field of 68. I'm not I'm not I have no idea who runs this account or who they're affiliated with, but the field of 68 put up a graphic with Coach Steve Forbes that said, quote, I don't believe in bracketology, end quote, something he never said. I get it. You're not going to like my response. I don't have to like it. <clears throat> I don't. First of all, you're a Clemson guy. It, I'm not going to be a conference guy. As far as I'm concerned, screw Wake Forest, Duke, North Carolina, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, Virginia. I don't care about any of them. hope they lose every game they ever play for the rest of their lives. I don't care. Secondly, the idea that he's still mad about something a year later and he's getting off his chest, that was a shot because he's currently got – on Friday, he, he's got Wake Forest's first four out. That that was brought up because Wake Forest is the first four out right now. If Joe Lenardi had them as a, as a number one seed, he wouldn't say anything about all this. He wouldn't bring up something from player of the year three or four years ago. He's nitpicking something that because he's got a problem with Lenardi putting them out right now. Thirdly or fourthly, whatever I'm on, the reason that they are the first four out right now is because of their resume. The Wake, Wake Forest has not look. Wake Forest got a lot of good. They're, they're like you're you're 100 right. They're a lot like Clemson last year. But guess what? Clemson had issues last year. Everybody everybody around here acts like uh, what well, they it was a no brainer that they got in. They were on the bubble the entire time. And they didn't get in. It's not like it was a shock that everybody had them in. Everybody had them on the bubble. Wake Forest is the same way. And guess what? There was a reason Clemson was on the bubble last year. Their out-of-conference record and some of those bad losses were, were stinking terrible. Now, the, their conference record was good, but the problem with the ACC, it's not that North Carolina Duke or, or, or Virginia Wake Forest Clemson. The problem is that the traditional powers like Louisville, national championship winning program, or 8-19 overall. A traditional program like Georgia Tech has been the Final Fours is 12-16 and 16 overall. A traditional team has been very good through the years. Notre Dame is 10-17. and 17. That Miami is 6-11 in, in a bad league. That, that Boston College is 6-10 and 10 and 5-12 and over, or 15-12 overall. That Virginia Tech is nowhere near where they have been at 7-9. and nine. That Florida State was once a, a, a ACC championship school is now 14-13. and 13. That Syracuse has not been Syracuse in ten years under Jim Beheim, and now a new coach, and they're nine and eight. That NC State looks like, except for two players, looks lost in nine and seven. That Pittsburgh has has getting some. Pittsburgh got beat by thirty or forty the other day, whatever. I mean, like it's bad losses. Clemson got some bad losses. Wake Forest got bad losses. Virginia can't score and can't throw it in the ocean. I mean, there's reasons why the ACC. We wanted this thing that oh, everybody's against them. Kurt Herbstreit's against you, and 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 Lee Corso's against you. And now Joe Lenardi's against you. No, the reason that Wake Forest is on the bubble is because Georgia beat Wake Forest earlier in the year, and Utah. Now look, I don't think the net is the greatest thing ever. And oh, by the way, they're pretty good in the net. Like they're 25th in the net, which is great. Problem for Wake Forest is they're one and four in quad one games, and only five and five in quad two games. And they they lost to a bad LSU team, a bad Georgia team. They lost to a bad Florida State team. 
lost to NC State, lost to, to Pittsburgh, lost to, to Virginia. I mean, there's some, there's some losses in there. You go, Virginia's not a bad loss, but the point is, they're, they're got some, some uh, bad losses. They got nine losses, and, and several of them are just bad losses. That's why. And, and the other thing is, out, out of the conference, they did beat Florida, but they don't have any great wins. Now, this Duke win helped them. You don't get credit. Look, they've won 10 ACC games, okay? Their 10 ACC wins are Virginia Tech 7 and 9 in the league, Boston College is 6 and 10 in the league, Miami is 6 and 11 in the league. Now Virginia is 11 and 6. Um but they they split with Virginia. Louisville's 3 and 13 in the league. Georgia Tech is 5 and 12 in the league. And they split with NC State. Now, uh, they did beat Pittsburgh, who's 9-7 who's in the league. And they just beat Duke. Great win against Duke. But the point is, the reason they're 10-6 is they beat Louisville and Georgia Tech and Notre Dame and Miami and Boston College and some bad teams in there. People, everybody thinks everybody's always out to get you. Man, you know, the, the state newspaper hates us. And ESPN hates us. And now... The ACC's gotten more positive play from the media over the last 50 years than any other basketball conference. But outside of North Carolina, who's, I think, okay, Duke's okay, Virginia's been better than, than they are now, and Wake Forest's been better, and Clemson's been better, and, and Pittsburgh's been better, and NC State's been better, and Syracuse and Virginia. I mean, the league's not as good as they have been. And I think that's fairly easy to see. I watched Florida State Saturday, Saturday night. They can't throw it in the ocean. This team looks nothing like Florida State looked three and four years ago. So if Lenardi points that out, Lenardi's right. Hey, now, don't discredit Florida State <clears throat> just because Clemson's defense just completely Florida shut State, them down. Florida State has no <laughs> offense outside of, like I said, Watkins. I mean, they, they, they've got guys. Let me give you this quickly here. Florida State had... Outside of, of Jameer Watkins. And now Spears had a, had a nice game for him. He had 16. If you take away him and Watkins, I, I'll give you Miller's 5 of 8. But the rest of the team went 2 for 4, 2 for 6, 5 of 8. Uh, I mean, uh, 2 of 8, 0 for 5, 0 for 1, 0 for 2, 0 for 1. They had four, four players just didn't score at all. And one guy took two points. They, they, they put guys out there just can't throw it in the ocean. And missed some bunnies in there, too. Clemson's defense was great. And Florida State turned it over 12 times. And Clemson played great. I, I'm not trying to take away from Clemson. What I'm telling you is, if you watched Florida State play four years ago, and you watch Florida State play now, Florida State fans aren't crazy. They're not as good. So, yeah, the ACC, in my opinion, the ACC has been down. And you can't convince me otherwise. With that said... Houston and Iowa State and BYU and Kansas and Baylor, those teams aren't down right now. And that's why the Big 12 last year and TCU's pretty good. That's why the, those teams, um, Texas Tech's pretty good. Like they, they, the, the, the Big 12's better than the ACC. See, I I disagree with that. I, maybe maybe those teams in the three, four, and five position in the Big Twelve versus well, the, the ACC. How about the one and two position? Houston's better than North Carolina. Iowa State's better than Duke. That and that's fair. I'm not going to argue that. So like one through eight or whatever, they're better. The bottom of the league's terrible on both ends. Everybody's oh, everybody's yes. bottom league's terrible. Oh, of course, the Big Twelve's stinking good, man. Well, I'll argue that three through six of the Big Twelve is not does not match up well with the ACC. Virginia, all right. So three through six in the ACC mm -hmm. is Virginia, Wake Forest, Clemson, Pittsburgh, NC State. In that range, all right. I keep forgetting Kansas is number three. We'll give them number three. Yeah, you forget that. But all TCU right? at number four. Well, hold on now. Hold on. Houston, Iowa State, Kansas. Well, Baylor there uh, is is the fourth best team in the league. Baylor's ranked eleventh in the country. Uh, Texas Tech, 
BYU's net, now again, you don't believe in net or not, but BYU's 13th in net in the country. BYU's so much better than Virginia, Wake Forest, and Clemson. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. We don't have a body of work to compare these two teams. I mean, the, the, who who in the Big 12 and the ACC have the played? Fourth, the, fourth best, uh, the third and fourth best teams. Kansas is better than Virginia, and Baylor's better than, than Wake Forest. So the top four are better in the Big 12. I don't know about Baylor and Wake Forest. I don't know. Baylor. I don't know. You got to, in my opinion, the Big 12 and that heightened ranking, that has a lot to do with the perception of that conference. Here, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me wrap it up this way. For years on Hostess Radio Show, everybody said, why does Kurt Herbstreit and Lee Corso hate us? Why does everybody say Clemsoning all the time? ESPN hates us. You know what Dabo Sweeney did? First of all, Clemsoning meant that, that you're going to beat somebody you shouldn't have beaten and then, and then lose somebody you shouldn't lose to. Well, Clemson, Dabo Sweeney went and got better players. And it started beating Notre Dame. It started beating Oklahoma. It started beating um, Alabama. Started beating, you know, teams. Started beating Auburns and Texas A and M's and and Georgias and beat all these teams. And and they ended up winning national championships. They beat Ohio State to win these national championships. Nobody said it anymore. Right now, the the perception of the ACC is bad, is because, well, Virginia, the third best team in the league, has some awful losses. And, and if you watch them play, they don't look very good. Wake Forest, I told you that, lost to Georgia and Florida and Utah. And 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 Clemson has some losses in there. Pittsburgh and NC State. Somebody said Pittsburgh got beat by 30 or something the other night. That's why people think they're bad because they're bad. Like, it's not it's not, they're not, not bad. It's not the right, right thing. But if you watch them on a given night, if you watch Pittsburgh play, Pittsburgh lost to, to Florida Pittsburgh lost to Missouri. Missouri's winless in the SEC. Uh, they they lost to Syracuse twice. They lost to Miami. They just got beat by 33 points to, to Wake Forest. Pittsburgh's got some awful losses in there. And so that's why people think the ACC is, is that way. Because you look on the scoreboard and you go, how in the world did you lose to Missouri? And And... Florida beat you, Syracuse beat you twice, and, and you got dominated by Wake Forest. Yeah, then the people are going to think you're bad. If you if you look bad on the court and you got some really bad losses, it's not people's fault for thinking that you're not good. <laughs> it's your fault for getting the snot beat out of you. You can say the same thing about Texas, Oklahoma. But but people aren't trying to tell you Texas is great because Texas is not right, and their net rating is not that great. The reason people are talking about the Big 12 is because Houston's number one in the country. Bear with me here. Um, here we go. Houston's number one in the country. Iowa State's number six in the country. Baylor's number eleven. Um, da, 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 da. Is, where's Kansas? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kansas is number nine. Kansas is nine. Baylor's number eleven. They've got one, two, three. They got four top eleven teams. That's why people think they're good. Short break. I think we can agree upon one thing. By the way, it's okay to disagree with that. I think we can agree that Wendy's is really good and Wendy's is really good. I have not had this yet. Now, my wife will make fun of me because I can't have spicy. But if you like that uh, Cholula, are you a spicy guy? You like spicy stuff? Uh, in small amounts. Wendy's breakfast burrito. Loaded with the best parts of the, of the, ba- of the breakfast menu. So you get a mix of eggs and bacon and breakfast potatoes, and American cheese, all in a, a soft uh, tortilla, tortilla, tortilla. <laughs> it's quick. It's on the go option <coughs> for your busy morning. I love that look I got from you. Uh, get that kick. Get it going. Uh, if it is a little, little spicy for you, get a little sweet, frosty, cream, cold brew. Oh, the coffee is so good. Make that your morning meal. Stop by and see breakfast at Wendy's. I told you to stop by. My mom and I had lunch the other day at night at a Wendy's place, and it was $24, like 86 cents. What? So go, go buy the app, get some exclusive offers, and visit your local Wendy's, upstate Wendy's today. Short break, much more after this. Most folks in your neighborhood are realizing a garage floor coating is a must-have item. Our coatings are easy to clean, extremely durable, and they transform the entire space. I'm Jake Wilson, owner of Iron Drive Floor Coatings. In the last 15 years, we've installed over a million square feet of residential coatings. 
Trust in our team of professionals when it comes to your garage floor. Go to irondrivegaragefloors.com to get a free quote and see our five-star Google reviews and gallery of finished jobs. That's irondrivegaragefloors.com. Hey, foodies, we want to talk to you about the Upstate's favorite taco spot, Willie Taco, with five locations across the Upstate. Our team has been serving up fresh taco fusion for a solid decade now. But let's not forget about the super fresh margaritas, ice cold cerveza, and over 80 tequilas that are served up daily from behind our high energy bar, with happy hour on weekdays starting at 4 p.m. The owners, all local Upstate dudes, love hosting the Willie Taco Fiesta for our amazing guests. Don't wait. Your Willie Taco Familia is ready to serve you up our twist on funky fresh fusion. It's the Willie way. Thompson and King want you to know that there has been an important change in veterans' rights. Vets or widows of vets who served in Vietnam in the Navy may now be able to receive Agent Orange benefits. Public Law 116.23 is known as the Blue Water Navy Vietnam Vets Act of 2019. These Blue Water claimants may also be eligible if their claims were previously denied. If you or your deceased spouse served in Vietnam in the Navy, please call 222-0200 or online at thompsonking.com. Finding a dealership alternative just got easier. With three locations in Greenville, Cherrydale, and Anderson, First Class Halt is here to service your Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota. With ASE certified technicians, state-of-the-art equipment, free shuttles, customer rewards program, and a limited lifetime warranty on parts and labor, we stand behind our work. So if you're looking for an independent service shop who treats you like a customer, not a number, look no further than firstclasshalt.com. And while you are there, take advantage of our new customer offer, First Class Halt, your dealership alternative. No one wants it to happen to them, but unfortunately, chances are good that at some point it'll happen to you. Roof troubles. It's one of the most important parts of your biggest investment. So when you need repairs or a new installation, you need someone who you can trust to get the job done right. You need Joe Robertson and Son Roofing. As a family-owned and operated roofing company for nearly six decades, Joe Robertson and Son have built a reputation for quality craftsmanship. It's why thousands of upstate home and business owners have chosen them for their roofing needs. Beyond providing quality work they're proud to stand by, Joe Robertson and Son Roofing also takes a client-first approach to their job. That means quality roofing, fair pricing, and complete customer satisfaction. Put it all together, and it's easy to see why they're the upstate's premier roofing provider. You can't cut corners when it comes to roof repairs and installations, so go with the trusted name in the upstate. Go with Joe Robertson and Son Roofing. Get started today by visiting them online at robertsonroofing.net. Concerned about a potential gas leak at home? No worries. Fort Hill Natural Gas, your safety-focused energy provider, has you covered. Natural Gas, renowned for its safety and reliability ensures your household comfort while it's colorless and odorless we've added a distinctive rotten egg scent for instant leak detection if you ever smell a gas odor act fast and call the fort hill natural gas office immediately for more safety tips visit fhnga.com progressive presents advice on new team drivers you know the hardest part about oh, teaching your team to drive is the chafing from the seatbelt. But the best part is the grip strength you build in your knuckles. Okay, now let's pull out of the driveway. Here's another tip. Offset a chunk of the cost of adding a team to your insurance with Progressive's Team Driver Discount and get a break from the break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates not available in all states or situations. When you wake up well-rested on a great mattress, everything becomes clear. I do overthink everything. Things you missed when you were tired finally reveal themselves. I should just get fake plants. It's the President's Day sale at Mattress Firm. Get a king bed for a queen price. Save up to $700 plus a free adjustable base with select Sealy mattresses. See a lower price? We'll match it. The right mattress matters. We'll find yours. Restrictions apply. See store or website for details. The Mickey Plyler Show. Try it at no obligation for 30 days or your money back. Every morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Right here on 105.5 and 97.5, The Roar. Where every day is game day. Then I look at you. And the world's all right with me. Just one look at you. And I know it's gonna be a lovely
going to be a lovely day. 75 degrees. Can't beat that. Tiger Sports Shop. TigerSports.com. Uh, absolutely love uh, Tiger Sports Shop. Got my Tiger. Honest goodness, right now, I got sweats on from Tiger Sports Shop. And I've got uh, a sweat, uh, a, a hoodie on from Tiger Sports Shop. What's my shirt? Is that Tiger Sports? Uh, no, not Tiger Sports Shop. So two, two out of three. Underwear is not from there. So two out of four. As far as that goes, it's our great friends over at Tiger Sports at TigerSports.com. Uh, College Avenue, close to Boulevard. So you're coming in town this weekend for baseball on Sunday with South Carolina Clemson. You're coming in town with uh, any of the softball this weekend. you got basketball tomorrow night against Pittsburgh coming in town for. Uh, stop by Tiger Sports, TigerSports.com. You're absolutely going to love our great friends at Tiger Sports. All right. You know you ruffled some feathers when Coach Brad Burnell comes in. Coach, good morning, man. Uh, I'm going to give you all the time in the world to debunk my uh, my thoughts last segment. By the I'm way, going to debunk. I'm not going to debunk all your thoughts. And the first thing I'll tell you is it does my heart good that here in Clemson, South Carolina, that we're talking we're talking basketball here in the morning to get you talking basketball. I love it. Come on, man. Come on. Does my heart good? All right. Does hey, my heart good? Well, now and 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 and, and let me say this. The, the first and foremost, I'm so biased because for 50 years I got to pull against Wake and I pull against uh, North Carolina, pull against Duke, and then like Saturday, for Clemson standpoint, man, I got to pull for Duke, but it's so hard to do, and so I'm, I'm disappointed Wake Forest won that game. But you got to realize, man, as a Tiger fan, pulling for Duke's difficult to do. But anyway, all right. So there's some data that you sent me about strength of schedules. That that's a pretty good point. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing, and, and thanks. For having me on, obviously, I'm coming to Will's defense here a little bit, and I appreciate Will bringing this topic up. Um, I'm not going to let you pick on Will like that right, here good. this early in the morning. Good. Uh, I think the biggest thing that has happened, and obviously, first thing I would say is we're all splitting hairs because sure. we're all. You could put us all in a hat, and we're all pretty close. There's a right. couple teams at the top of each league that have separated themselves. There's a couple teams at the bottom of each league that have separated themselves. But you start looking three through through 10 and it's there's no differences a couple things that folks don't understand you can manipulate the net and whether people want to say the net is the be-all end-all it's all anybody talks about and so that's that's why it is so powerful and there's a strength of schedule dynamic where the big 12 has managed it with their scheduling their their non-conference scheduling they're playing 300 level teams and winning by 40 and 50 points to increase their offensive and defensive efficiency numbers, which is a big part of the net tool. And so that's why you see teams trying to win at the end of games by 30 and 40 points instead of putting in their your walk-ons. I actually am disappointed in myself. I didn't put my walk-ons in at the end of the Georgia Tech game when we got up big because I was trying to get get our numbers up a little bit higher. Um and so that, there are factors that the Big 12, so they're playing eight non-conference games, seven non-conference games against low-level teams and increasing their net. And then when they all get into the league, their totals are higher, their net rankings are higher, and so their teams are perceived to be a little better than they are. For example, you talked about Iowa State. People forget Virginia Tech beat Iowa State in a non-conference game pretty handily down in Orlando. Iowa State's second in the big 12 you know virginia tech a good team who beat us you know is in is in the middle of our league our league is actually nine and three non-conference against the big 12 those are the head-to-head games we played tcu beat tcu tcu's doing well in the big 12 and i remember preparing for the tcu game and telling my staffs who have they played they haven't played anybody right i get every game's abilene christian and houston baptist and we're getting ready to play them and we'd already played a really hard schedule but look at their net. Their net rankings get up, and then when they beat each other up, they don't have bad losses. What's, what's happened is the quad three has become the evil empire of basketball. You don't want to play any quad three games. And our league has some games against quad three teams, like an NC State or a Syracuse or a Florida State at times are quad three games, and so they're they're 80 in the net or whatever they are, and you lose a game against a pretty good team, and it makes it look like a bad loss. And everybody talks about, bad losses well if you have enough of your teams in the top 75 there are no bad losses so it doesn't matter if you lose those games so it's i've probably gotten into the weeds a little too much on some of it our league had zero teams that have a have a are in the top 50 in the net and have 
non-conference strength of schedule 250 or higher. The Big 12 has six teams. Cincinnati is a great example. They just lost the other day. A couple, they had a bad week last week and lost two games. They've been in the field for a while now, and they really haven't beaten anybody. Their non-conference schedule is awful. TCU, awful. Iowa State, awful. So those guys have figured it out. Our league hasn't. They also only play 18 league games so that they can do that while we're playing 20. And it's funny, Mickey, like it's, it's not funny because I really think it kept us out of the tournament last year. And that's, that's not right. Um, the other thing that has happened to, with Wake Forest, you got to remember the NCAA put some, made, made some kids eligible a month and a half after we started the season. So a kid like Efton Reed, who is the starting center at Wake Forest, did not play right. in the first six or seven games of the season for Wake Forest, and they lost to Georgia, and they lost LSU. They lost a couple games. That guy's been playing, and since they've had him, they're not losing as many. And so their team is drastically different now with a seven-foot center who's you know one of the better defensive players in our league. So there are some other circumstances that have affected teams. I've probably rambled a little much. No, no. Here to say this, so we always we do this in politics, we do this in sports too. Like we take our good points and we argue those, and you make good points in there. And, and I was making some strong points, I thought as well. On the other end of it, uh, from a data standpoint, where you are one hundred percent right is that you look at quad four games. Like Houston has they're seven and zero, Iowa State's nine and zero, BYU's nine and zero, Baylor is well, Baylor's only five and zero. But you look in your league, and, and you guys are playing three and four and five of those quad four games. They're playing many, many more of that. I didn't realize the quad three stuff. It's a very good point. Should, in your opinion, then I totally agree. The twenty games makes no sense, and I think it does hurt you. Did, should we take yeah, no. out the 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 um, margin of victory aspect of that? Because, like you said, it's it's not sportsmanship. Like you can't get your walk ons on. And I didn't know that that teams are trying to win by the. Tw- I think there's, there's numbers. There's twenty a point. Is that was that one big one? Like the twenty point win. There's some numbers yeah, in there. Yeah, that there's a there's a cap there's a cap on how much you win by, but there's no cap on your efficiency and defensive numbers. Right. So as crazy as it sounds, you put your walk ons in for three minutes, and they get outscored by eight or ten points and give up three threes. Doesn't sound like anything, and probably in the grand scheme of things, it's not it's not the be all end all. But we're all so panicky about this thing, and it's so close. The margins are so close, and that's what I said when I yeah. started. Is sure we're all pretty good. Like we're all pretty good. We're all, there's a lot of us. None of us are great. There's a couple of couple teams that have separated themselves that are really good, and there's some that are not as good. But most of college basketball. And that's why everybody, you know, you're going to have bad weeks. You're going to lose three out of four. You're going to – it looks like an upset when you're on the road and you lose to something. I mean, Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, all these guys, they're proven they're good enough to beat all of us. They can. They beat Duke. They beat Carolina. They beat Clemson. Well, they're not bad if they can't beat – if they can beat those teams. They may not be consistently good night in, night out, but they obviously have the ability level to beat the best teams in the ACC and certainly other leagues as well. And the, so, The point you made about – the point you made about Wake Forest is, is I, I think, one of your best points because, and I mentioned this many times, in the old days it seemed like that we go on the, your last 10 games. Like that was a factor. That was one of the data points you used. Like to me, November basketball is valuable to you as a coach because you're trying to find your team and trying to find roles. and all that. But, but if we're talking about teams where we are now, what in the world is November basketball results – I mean, don't get me wrong. The Alabama win was great, but 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 and, and that was a great win for you. But but the most part, why was Wake Forest penalized for November and December? Man, I don't know. Well, that's, I, that's the season's long anyway. What what you got to remember is because of the way we're looking at everything, we're looking the net. November and December is almost more important than January and February. Right, and right. that's my point. Well, that, that's what's wrong. That's a hundred percent. We're looking wrong. at we're trying to compare teams in leagues. Well, the only way to compare us is through non-conference. It's not through the conference because we don't we don't play each other. And once you get to the conference, if you've already inflated your net and inflated some of your resume, you're really not going to hurt yourself. And that's that's my point, and that's what's not right about this. Right. And we need to play less conference games. We might need to play non-conference games in January and February, get more teams playing against each other. The one thing or the other thing that nobody wants to talk about is like, you know, we're, we're expanding the college football playoffs, so now we're going to play college football until January 20th, which a lot of folks really like. I love college football. I think it's unbelievable. Obviously, I'm grateful for what it does for us here at Clemson. But we're trying to get, our, get people's eyes on basketball, and that becomes even more challenging. Yep. 
But if you're encouraging teams like Clemson to play eight non-conference games against low-level teams, that's not going to happen, right. right? And try to beat win by 40 points. Like, it goes against everything we should be trying to do to promote our league. We're trying to promote our league in November and December by playing Alabama, by playing Clemson playing Alabama, by Clemson playing TCU, you know, by us going out and scheduling as hard as we can and not just scheduling wins. Well, the Big 12 has figured it out. That's not the way to do it. The way to do it is to schedule wins and build your, your resume. But that's not – that's right, not do what's this good for, for college basketball, and it's not good for the equity of trying to figure out who are the best teams in the tournament. I totally agree. Do this for me. Give me three things in summary. Uh, fix it in three things. Twenty, eight, uh, 20 uh, games oh. down to eighteen in conference, um, and take out the the march and the victory among those other things. Yeah. Like what? What else could we do? You have or to reward we? teams for scheduling. You have to reward teams for scheduling. You know, it's crazy, Mickey. So we we got penalized. We obviously tried to schedule Richmond and Loyola, who have both been pretty good teams perennially last year in non-conference, out-of-conference games. We have a hard time. The only reason I got to play Alabama this year is because we're part of the ACC Big Ten Challenge, and they forced them to play us. It's hard for us to get some of those games. So we tried to play Loyola and Richmond, and they ended up having – they were quad three teams, not great. And we lost that game to Loyola, probably one of the things that kept us out. You know, and I mean, if we'd have played – you know, Sausage State at home and won by 40, we probably would have been in. And that's how crazy and upsetting it is. It's uh, And, and right now, uh, besides having to pull for Duke on Saturday, I got to pull for South Carolina now. So that, that makes no sense to, to Clemson fans through all that. Um, hey, before I let you go, um, I talk to Coach Backus about this all the time, about facing adversity. What did you learn from your team? Uh, P.J. played – Almost no minutes the other night, especially the first half of the foul trouble. What you learn about Godfrey? What you learn about your team and, and that facing that adversity and shutting those guys down defensively uh, Saturday night? You know, our team's done a really good job. We've had some very heartbreaking losses. Uh, not easy to watch, I understand. Uh, but we've bounced back just about every time and won the next game. Um, we got an older group, so I think that helps. Um, and we won with our defense on Saturday. You know, we played pretty – we played a really good first half. And then second half, okay at the beginning, and then their zone bothered us. And we had to fix it with our defense. We couldn't – we were having a hard time. Joe missed a couple threes. We, we couldn't score against the zone. We had to win the game by getting some stops, consecutive stops uh, down the stretch. And that was something that I talked to my team about a lot yesterday was just, you know, if we can do that, we're going to have a chance to do great things. But it's been a challenge to get my squad to be good enough to do that. We do have some physical liabilities that can put us in problems, and so we've really got to be focused. We can't make very many mental errors defensively. Um, offensively, we've been a really good team that executes at a high level, shoots the ball uh, pretty well. Uh, and when that's going, that gives us the chance to be the kind of team that can beat an Alabama, that can beat Duke, that can beat Carolina, um, and have a chance to uh, to do big things. All right, your last question. Give me a key for tomorrow night against uh, against Pittsburgh. It's been so long since I've seen Pittsburgh and Clemson. It's December the third. Like he yeah, hasn't yeah. played in, in like Pittsburgh, six years. Seemed like yeah. Anyway. Well, they they changed. They've added a. a they moved a, one of their freshmen into a starting point guard spot. It's really helped their team. Uh, their speed is outstanding. Henson is in a first team all league guy. One of the best shooters, maybe the best shooter in the league. Getting our defense set making sure those guys play half court will be critical and then like anything we have to we have to shoot the ball in we're a team we're an offensive team yep. in a lot of ways that, that when we don't shoot it well we can we can have trouble all right my son's still undefeated we came saturday night he's still undefeated so i'll try to get him out tomorrow night at seven o'clock hey please do let's go all right coach seven o'clock tomorrow night little john coliseum thanks for coming in hey uh i'll, I'll get my stronger points back to you at some point in time here Go you got big, work to do. Yeah, go hey, Big 12. Will, I'm, I'm, proud, I'm proud of Will for, for holding the flag of the ACC. Thanks, buddy. I Thanks, appreciate coach. you calling in, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Take care of yourself. Good luck All tomorrow right. night. That's Brad Burnell checking in with us, debunking it. Went past the break. We'll take a short break now. We'll come back much more after this. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar.
Looking for a job with a company that's focused on family? Glen Raven's Anderson Plant, maker of high-quality Sumbrella products, is hiring now. As a family-run company offering competitive hourly rates to help you support your family, you'll enjoy premium benefits, including a pension program and much more. You'll qualify for a $1,500 sign-on bonus, and once you're hired, if you refer someone who gets hired, you'll get a $2,000 referral bonus, too. If you're experienced or willing to be trained, apply today at join.sumbrella.com. Here at ATV Outfitters, we stock more ATV, UTV, motocross, and street bike products than anyone for hundreds of miles around. We have more than 10,000 tires and wheels on hand and...